I mean, it takes a toll on your body. These guys out there are just specimens in my eyes because it's it takes a lot more work than you think. It's fun for us when we go out on a Sunday and we're sitting in a cart driving around and we can have a couple of beers. There ain't no beers on the PJ Tour. I'm Patrick Chandler. I'm TJ Kiblin. I'm Nick Reyes. And you're listening to Sweat Daily Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Ian. Happy to be here. Appreciate you joining me today. Um, I'll probably record an intro for this. And I was going to do my best Jim Nance, hello friends, um, introduction, but I don't think I sound anything like him, so we'll uh, we'll leave that to Jim. I know he's he's probably got more experience on it than I do. So we uh, we're going to talk some some golf today. It's uh, it's Master. It's actually the, it'll come out the week after Masters week, so. We'll know the champion by this time, and, and you'll get to look back and see if our Masters picks at the end of this are right or wrong. But um, Kansas City's kind of a good hotbed for golf, and um, we kind of want to bring the perspective of a head golf pro. Um, I guess I should probably introduce my guest. That's that's probably just good podcast etiquette. But uh, this week we're going to have Ian Anthony on. He's, uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's the head pro at Canyon Farms Golf Club out in Lenexa, just west of uh, downtown Kansas City. Um, some of you might have been out there, uh, out by the old three and two. They've got a good thing going out here. Um, I'm actually on on commute. I'm out here with uh, with all the podcast set up, sitting in uh, his office. We got the the Masters playing on a Thursday in the background. So, other than it being rainy outside, you really can't beat it. What do you What do you say, Ian? Yeah, it's a perfect day if you're by a computer to, for sure. Just turn on the Masters and. If it doesn't make you want to play golf right now, I don't know what does. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, like I said, the only thing that could be better is if it's uh, nice weather. But then in that case, you're probably you're probably not sitting by the computer. I'm guessing you got busier things to do um, on a good day. So what's uh, what's a day in the life like for you here out at Canyon Farms? So kind of, you know, a lot of people ask me that. What You got to have the best job in the world that you're the head golf pro, so you just play golf all the time. I can assure you that golfing all the time does not happen, as Pat knows. <laughs> um, sometimes he has to just break me away with his wife and my wife just to play, and we play on a Sunday, even if it's nine holes. But a day of the life probably is more uh, when I get here, we uh, check emails, um, kind of make sure my assistants are got everything going for the membership here at the club. Uh, getting a lot of boxes this time of year. This is about when all of our inventory starts to come in as the golf season starts in April, really, in Kansas City. So doing a lot of merchandising right now, getting uh, the pro shop set uh, so that our members can have access to all the new merchandise that comes in daily. So it's kind of a hit and miss. Uh, there's no set day. Every day is different. Um, it could be from watching the tee sheet to taking care of the driving range to putting boxes out so that we have merchandise out. So no day is the exact same. I can assure you that. Yeah, that can probably be a good thing though too, right? Where, you know, you're not going to the, the office every single day knowing that you're just going to have to sit there and punch numbers or, you know, read stuff the entire time. Some days you might, some days you you might not and be able to be outside, which is which is probably pretty refreshing. But uh, I'm sure that there's there's always good with the bad as far as, as, as the, the job goes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I think the main reason why we wanted to, to, to get you on the podcast, um, I always like people to tell kind of tell their story. 
um, you know, about how they, they made it to where they are. Um, and actually we ended up meeting through, through CrossFit and fitness. So we'll definitely get into some of your fitness, um, side and how that relates to golf, but tell me a little bit, cause you got a pretty cool story just about how you made it to Kansas city. Tell me a little bit about, you know, where you're from, um, and how you got up here. Okay. So born in Houston, Texas, family moved to Dallas, Texas, uh, went to high school in Dallas, um, ended up getting a couple recruits, um, through golf, um, Ended up choosing a small private school in Kansas, uh, Bethany College, a Lutheran college out there in Lindsburg, Kansas. Played all four years there on a full ride. Um, Male athlete of the year, is that right? Yes, that is. <laughs> there is a banner somewhere. I, I have the plaque at home, but yes, I did get male athlete of the year. Um, so went to college there all four years, and then, you know, tried on the, you know, tried to make money playing golf and. Then I realized how much money I spent compared to using. So we did, you know, my dream as a kid was always to, you know, I told my dad, I want to see my name on a scorecard. And if you don't know golf, every time you get a scorecard at a golf course, usually at a club or a municipal, if you look on the back, you'll see the head pro's name. So that was a goal of mine as a kid, not to be on TV as much as I would love to be a PGA tour golfer. Um, I wanted to have my name on the back of a scorecard to represent that, you know, I'm the head professional there. So I worked in Oklahoma City. I was in Oklahoma City for eight years as an assistant there. And then this job opened up. I will be going on four years this June here at Canyon Farm. So I've seen it from where we started in a very glorified shed all the way to the beautiful clubhouse that we're sitting in right now. You know, um, it's just, unbelievable and every day every scorecard that goes out to all my members has my name on it so it's just I remember when I first moved here and got those scorecards made it was like a dream come true that I can never you know you never think that you're actually going to get there at such a young age because most of the guys in my position are are older guys but I put my time in and you know I, I love everything I do and put a lot of effort in everything I do here for myself and the membership we have as a whole here. Yeah, man, that's, that's really cool. I didn't even know that about you. I just kind of always assumed that you wanted to, you know, and I'm sure a part of you did want to try to make it out on tour, but, um, you know, I never knew the, the, the story of you just kind of wanting to be, be a head pro and living out the dream. That's, that's awesome. And for those of you that don't know, um, I kind of mentioned Canyon farms earlier out in Lenexa, it's off a 87th, just west of 435, like I said, out by uh, the old uh, three and two baseball softball complex. But um, yeah, man, it literally started. Um, gosh, how long ago did this project start? As far as like the the private club side of it, because it's been a course for a while. Yep, it's so it got established as Canyon Farms. It used to be the um, a golf club of Kansas City or That's golf right. club of Kansas, I think, is what it was called. And then 2008, it switched to Canyon Farms. So the owners that own it now, um, I think I believe they changed the name to Canyon Farms Golf mm-hmm. Club. But it's been Canyon Farms Golf Club since 2008. Um, like I said, we built the clubhouse three years ago. So mm-hmm. we've been in here. Um, we also have the restaurant upstairs that I think you've eaten at, haven't you? A couple times, yep. So Silo Modern Farmhouse, if you haven't eaten there, kind of farm to table. Um, great food. Delicious um, food. I would highly recommend you to get a reservation if you're going to eat there. <laughs> they do great everything, but it's kind of a mix here. You know, it is a fully private club, 
But then we have the public aspect of the restaurant upstairs. And, I mean, the restaurant does great. The food's unbelievable. And, of course, you know, we've done so so many improvements just this last year that you saw last Sunday with the amount of sod we've, you know, done and keeps improving every single day. We, You know, we got a new superintendent this year, mm-hmm. um, Spencer. So happy to have him on board. So this place is kind of – the golf course was always there. Um, and now it's just getting better and better now that we're kind of cleaning it up a little bit and making it a little more playable. Cause back in the day when it was golf club, of Kansas, I guess it was like the hardest golf course known to man. <laughs> I've, I've heard about it. I didn't get to play it out there. I, it was like a little bit before I actually even lived in Kansas city, but I remember being in college, I was up here from 2009 to 13 and uh, we came out to use the driving range back when there was a, a putt putt course yeah. and batting cages. And, yeah. um, and that was, that was part of canyon and and it, like the, like you said the clubhouse was just a shed mm-hmm. so um it's pretty cool to see see it grown up and and kind of under your watch it's even continued to blossom which is pretty cool but um i wanted to step back just real quick um you mentioned trying to play play on tour um tell me a little bit about that time um you know where you went what tours you you were you were trying to make it um make it through and and Talk a little bit about some of the physical as well as the mental grind that you had to, to had to go through in that time. Okay, so it was kind of like what I uh, did. I did a lot of like Monday qualifiers, a lot of U.S. Open qualifiers, and a lot of Adams tight lies, which was, you know, in Texas. And, you know, tried to play in a lot of those. And that was right out of college and even in high school to try to qualify. So I had success uh, qualifying for, you know, getting through the amount of qualifiers you had to do for the U.S. Open. Um, never made it to the U S open, but you know, it's just one of those deals. A lot of people think that I don't think people think it's easy, but I can assure you those guys that are on TV are way better than you think they are. Um, so when you show up for an event and you, you pay a thousand dollars, uh, that's just to get in the event, not even your hotel and your food and your board and your caddy fee. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Hey, I didn't play good there goes a thousand dollars. Right. There's no money coming in your pocket just because you showed up at an event. So, I mean, the grind is the grind. I mean, it's just like anything else. Um, but the hardest part is every single shot you hit is going to predict if you make a dollar or not. And that's what I think the biggest thing, the difference in golf and like a, maybe an NBA player, he can just show up on the court and he's getting paid. These guys have to show up on the course and their game has to, get them paid. They don't just get to get paid just for being there. Right. Right. And the difference between, you know, the guys that, that you mostly see on, on a PGA tour or European tour or something like that. So vastly different than one of the mini tours that hundred percent, that, that pressure is just ratcheted up where you make one mistake and that's your, the difference between getting a shot at the, the, you know, the higher up tour versus, um, spending a thousand dollars for, you know, a round of golf or four rounds of golf. I mean, I know guys that, literally just drive their cars and they have like over 250,000 miles on their cars and they just drive their car to each place and they sleep in their cars because they still are chasing the dream. Right. And that's the thing where, you know, like we said at the beginning, that dream eventually has got to get crushed and, I, I don't think I could sleep in a car. I don't think my wife would like that one too much. <laughs> that, well, and that probably changes a lot of it too. You know, when, like you said, you're, you're fresh out of college, didn't, probably have a whole lot to tie you down it makes a big difference when you start um you know 
getting married, settling down, wanting to 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 pursue other things and, and maybe have some stability, that probably changes some things, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Big time. So some physical things about it. Um, you know, a lot of times I, I would say over the last couple years, probably even decade, I guess, really Tiger kind of changed a lot of it in, in in the golf sense as far as physical preparation for um the sport of golf. What have you noticed has been, um, you know, the most changing since you, um, you know, have, have started golf and, and what, you know, you see now for people that are trying to come up um, and maybe do what you've done? So even in college, fitness wasn't that big. I graduated college in 2008. Fitness, we had a fitness program, but it wasn't like they have it now. I mean, these kids in college now are up at seven o'clock, just like the baseball team or football team. And they're in the gym and they have TPI. Uh, they have all kinds of, you know, yoga classes, everything fitness wise. It even ties into CrossFit. A lot of guys out on the tour now are big CrossFit guys because all the different movements and speed that you need for golf is, you know, helps with CrossFit. But it wasn't big when I was in, in 2008, when I was in college. So 2004 to 2008, we ran and did things like that on our own, but now it is ha- it's evolved so much. I mean, even the guys on tour, almost every guy on tour has, a number one, a personal trainer. Number two, a guy like a PT, like yourself. Mm-hmm. He's got a guy that stretches him out, and then they go with them to these events, and they are there, and they have a salary for that one guy. So, for instance, if I'm on the PGA Tour, I'm going to have Pat as my PT, pay him a salary and say, Hey man, we're going to Augusta next week. I just need you to hang out with me and do what I got to do in case I have any ailments. I mean, it's, it's evolved so much fitness. Every single guy on the PJ tour does fitness. Even if he doesn't look like he does, that guy can probably touch his toes or do stretches that you can't even do. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. Right. The flexibility that's required for these guys. And it's something that even I kind of have a hard time grasping because I think it's something that you need to actually experience. And, and I'm guessing you probably have a better better idea of it is just the, the toll that golfing that much can actually take on your on your body. And we're not even talking mental mm-hmm. yet, but just physically, you know, you play a round of golf with your buddies or maybe even you play two rounds of golf in a day with your buddies and have a few, few cold ones. And then you go into the clubhouse and you're like, man, I'm tired. But doing that, um, you know, not only playing four, five rounds if you're a Monday qualifier plus a practice round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that doesn't even account for all the range balls that you hit. Like that, that takes some serious, like some, some physical stamina, right? Mm-hmm. What, um, what did you feel like was, you know, the, the most challenging physical side of things in golf when you were playing? Man, probably, I mean, you, you probably just stated it. Like you said, you get there on a Monday for an event Monday is kind of you checking out the golf course. You just had to either drive in or fly in from somewhere. Uh, so all day Monday, you're probably just playing 18 holes. You're checking out the golf course. So once again, walking. You're walking 18 holes, which is a normal round of golf is 7 to 10 miles walking. Right. It doesn't sound like a lot, but add that times 7 because you're there on Monday if you were to be on the golf course every day. Never so, seen a flat golf course either. No. So then you got Tuesday, you're hitting balls all day, chipping and putting. So you're kind of hunched over by putting for hours on hours. 
Then you got Wednesday, you're doing that over again, or maybe playing nine holes on one side, nine holes on the other. So you're walking another five miles and swinging every time. So the amount of the, the toll it goes on your body is like, it's a different toll than if you were to go in the gym and say, hey, I want you to work out for an hour. If I just said, okay, I want you to go walk for four hours. Just think about that. Just walk for four hours. Now these guys are having to stop and hit a golf shot and use the motion of their body and all the muscles in their body to do that in a four or five hour span. I mean, it takes a toll on your body. These guys out there are just specimens in my eyes because it's, it takes a lot more work than you think. It's fun for us when we go out on a Sunday and we're sitting in a cart driving around and we can have a couple beers. There ain't no beers on the PJ tour. What's up sweat daily faithful Patrick here asking you to support the people that support our show. Are you sweating about how to best finance your new home? Give Peter Rudd, the helpful home loan guy, a call. Whether you are looking to purchase or refinance a home, Peter will put together a personalized loan solution for you that fits your needs and coach you through the loan process step by step. Trust me, guys, my wife and I are working with Peter right now, and the home buying process could not be easier. He's that good. Call Peter today at 816-508-2233. That's 816-508-2233 or visit him online at nasb.com backslash p-rud, NMLS 1791838. NASBY is an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the mental aspects of, of golf that um, I think, because we talk on the podcast a lot, we talk about mindset, mentality um it takes a little bit of a different mentality when it comes to golf in that you know when you're thinking about mindset go get it stay in shape like like go just attack the day usually it it it, it takes some type of energy whereas golf it's a different kind of energy it's a calming you know patience like what what kind of um is it a certain type of personality that bets fits golf or are there a lot of different types of personalities that you see out there oh there's all kinds of personalities. It also, you know, it comes back to there's people that are high strung and you'll notice those people when they walk, you know, and play 18 holes, they're walking faster. Um, for instance, Bubba Watson, for instance, very high strung guy, hears everything. So mentally, um, he was actually just on TV the other day talking about it, but he hears everything in the crowd. And he reads everything on Twitter that people write about him, everything on Instagram. He reads all that. Then you got a guy like Rory McIlroy who reads mental books, shuts off his phone at 6 o'clock p.m., doesn't read anything that anybody's saying about him. He's more of just a laid-back kind of guy. It's one of those deals nobody out there has the same mental capacity. And then you got guys like Tiger Woods who is – unbelievable the way he his mental he is like in a zone and doesn't hear anything so to think that you got guys on the pj tour that have won majors and everything that hear everything to a guy that hears nothing how how can both of them still win majors right right like there's not like a traditional formula where you got to do this everybody's different and you're either high strung or you're mellow or you can't just pick it out and go Man, I, I wish I could be that because it's just how you are, I think. It's just how, so I'm kind of a very laid back person. And I would, 
you could hear people talk, but it doesn't bother me. I mean, that doesn't, but there is people out there, like for instance, Bubba Watson, he hears that and he's got to back off of a shot just because some guy maybe closed his phone and it locked and it made that little noise. That kind of stuff wouldn't bother me or right. a lot of guys. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy probably for the common golfer, me thinking out here where it's like, one, I've never golfed in front of probably more than 15 people watching <laughs> me hit a shot. So that doesn't, it's not like I got a bunch of people out there, but, uh, but no, I, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm kind of more like Happy Gilmore, like right. more the merrier. Let's let's get loud, play some music. But yeah. uh, but absolutely could understand how you know somebody that that is so so dialed in and focused that obviously would make uh, make it more challenging. But uh, and actually, you mentioning Tiger Woods there got me thinking. I haven't actually seen it. Have you seen the the HBO documentary? I have about it. What did you think about it? I did not like it to be honest. Uh, I learned some stuff that I never knew. Um, it was actually kind of all about his dad. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Um, I, I heard that it was mostly kind of just not bagging his dad, but <clears throat> kind of what his dad did, and that's what caused Tiger to do what he did, and things like that. And I don't know. I wasn't. I watched it just because I'm a fan of golf and Tiger Woods, but I was very shocked at all the stuff they were. You know, it was just bad mouthing his dad all the time. I guess his dad wasn't and. Do I know if that's 100% true? Probably not, but we'll never know. Right. But it was just crazy to think that, you know, a lot of times sons follow in their dad's footsteps, and he kind of did with what he did with his ex-wife and things of that nature. But, I mean, I don't know. I was not a fan of it. Gotcha, I didn't. Yeah. I don't like when they bad mouth people let me put it that way yeah it's uh it, it was a little bit different when I, I heard reviews about it i don't i don't pay enough money to to get hbo so i'm, I'm a little bit cheap on the when it comes to that but um but no i i basically heard the same thing where it was um you know it, it was unexpected i think as far as the uh um you know the main theme uh, of the documentary so i think now's a good point as we watch rory Hit one into the water on 13. Rory's your guy. That's, he is. Right. He's my man. I right. I thought he was going to do it this year, and it's not over. You know, he was kind of coming under the radar, but Pat, as Pat knows, I pick him for every event. Every single I every single time. Yeah. Which and and this is another kind of backstory that I'm I'm guessing a decent number of people don't know is that you're you have family that are from uh, across the pond, as yep. they like to say. So your dad is actually from Scotland. Yeah, dad's from Scotland. My mom's from England. Me and my sister are the only two Americans in our whole family, so we're both born in Houston. But yeah, all of our family lives over in Scotland and England, so it's just us over here. Right, and then you, you ended up being a Rory fan, which is kind of surprising. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I mean, obviously, you're not even from Scotland or or mm-hmm. England, but uh, the uh, the the rivalry between the two countries. I'm guessing. I don't know who's the best golfer from Scotland. Well, right now you got. I mean, Sandy Lyle. He's playing in the master. He's won the Masters. That's older right, guy. Yeah. Um, you got that Robert McIntyre that was in the match play that's last was, week. That's who I was. Lefty, of. he's kind of up and up. Yep. Um, yeah, I would say those two right now. Gotcha. Well, let's let's get into our Masters picks. We're getting a little bit of cheating because it's already Thursday, <laughs> and we we know who the leader is. But uh, I know one. We'll, we'll each pick two, and we'll see okay. who will come back. We'll revisit this, um, you know, when it comes to Monday, and see who who won. Um, pick two guys that you like. One of them can be Rory, even though he just hit it in the water. Well, I'm gonna. I'll pick Rory, even though I know what he's at right now, because I always pick him. So I'll let you pick one, and then I'll pick my second one. All right, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the the momentum. I I just saw him pop up on the TV screen, so I think he just started the round. 
But I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler. He's a Texas guy. You're Love a Texas Scotty fan. Scotty Scheffler. So, yes. Uh, young kid. Um, it'll be tough, I think, to win. I think this is his first Masters. So, it is. Um, I don't know what, what – uh, only one person's ever won their first um, – that's a good trivia question. Somebody out there, if they get it uh, – Send it in. We'll fit, we'll we'll put that in the post game show. As far as uh, who uh, who was their only person to win the Masters in their first um, appearance there? Who's your second pick? Man, I'm gonna go with JT, um, Justin Thomas. I got he's they've been hyping him up, so I'm just gonna pick him just because they're hyping him up. But man, I don't even think he's gonna win. So. I don't know. It's an interesting field, you know. Um, I think for for people that follow golf, knowing that Jordan Spieth won going into the the week before, I don't think anybody's ever won back to back weeks. Two, two players. Two, okay. Two oh. players have won. Um, and I forget who it is because it, it was on TV the other day. But two players have won the week before and won the Masters. Hmm. That's another trivia question for for those of you listening out there. If you can think of it. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and comment below, and we'll 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 see who's right. But my second pick, um, and I've, I've debated this. I was thinking, you know, Dustin Johnson. Should I go? Um, Brooks Kepka is out there doing all kinds of weird knee stuff because he can't bend his knee. Um, I think I think I'm going to go Bubba Watson. I think I think he's a two time Masters champ. Dude just loves that course out there. Um, I already know that he's under par, so that's helpful. But uh, but yeah, we'll see we'll see who uh, who has the better luck. Hopefully, all of our guys make it to the weekend. So yeah, but um, but yeah, Ian. So I think uh, as we kind of wrap up, I I think the 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 main theme uh, as as far as our podcast being, you know, sweat daily. What kind of advice would you give to young people that are looking to become successful in golf? Um, as far as um, not only physically mentally what kind of advice would you give somebody comes up to you at the club and be like hey i want to i want to see how far i can go here what would you think so what i've done you know with a lot of my students that i teach is we you know the first things we talk about is ailments or anything like that because that is a big thing of how i can teach that person how to swing a golf club because for instance Pat, if you had like a hurt right elbow or a right hip or something, that's going to tell me a lot of why you can't turn your body the way I would like you to turn your body in order to make the proper swing for yourself because everybody's swing is going to be different. Right. So if I don't understand their ailments beforehand, I can't really teach them to the best of my capability. So that's a big thing when it comes down to fitness. You know, I always talk to my students and say, hey, you got any ailments? If you have any, Tell me about those, and then we would swing around that. But then, you you know, it'd come to, hey, maybe you need to do these type of fitness exercises in our gym or at your gym at home so that we can kind of loosen you up a little more and get you where we can get you in the right positions. It's not just me, hey, I can teach anybody how to hit a golf shot. But if you can't move in that direction and you're not flexible or your body won't let you because you're tight maybe Mm -hmm. and you've never done any stretching or working out in your life, then we're never going to be successful on the golf course. Right, right. It'd be really hard to be like, you know what, I really need you to to work on your rotation and – you know, that kid's sitting there looking you're like, this is all, all that I got. And you're like, well, we need to figure that out first. Right, so, right. Um, well, very cool. What kind of, and it sounds like your, your teaching style tends to be more of, um, you know, everybody's their own person. You don't try to put people in a box You're You kind of open it up to where, 
um, let that person be themselves. Does that sound about right? Yeah. The only thing that, you know, I would say that I use student to student is setup. Setup is uh, key. So if your setup's not right, it's just like if I told you, hey, here's a pin. I want you to switch hands and I want you to write it this way. If I never told you how to hold that pin and write it, you would never know. So if I, nobody ever tells you the right way to set up, you're never, you can't, you got to start somewhere in golf right. and setup is the first thing. And if your setup is incorrect, it's all cause and effect in golf. So that's the biggest thing that I harp on all of my students is setup is number one. Once we get that set, then we can start with a good foundation. And I think that comes back down to just like anything else, like fitness, for instance, you know, even when you get into like a weight movement, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If your setup isn't correct for a power clean and your legs are all over the place, you got no chance. You know what I mean? Right. So it's one of those, you know, setup just in a daily life, just like as we're sitting here, if you're hunched over and everything like that, you're going to have problems down the road. So setup just in life. Um, is a huge thing and especially in golf and fitness and everything like that it's huge love it dude uh always appreciate you you having me out to the club and and thank you for taking the time to to sit down with me on on the sweat daily podcast um if somebody's wants to to reach out um or come check out the club how can they get a hold of you or who they need to get a hold of how would they go about doing that yeah if you're interested in membership for sure reach out to leanne marshall she's our membership director here at canyon farms golf club Um, You're more than welcome to give us a call at 913-529-2235. She has an extension on there if you want to reach her. And you can also shoot us emails if you go to our website, canyonfarmsgolfclub.com. All of our websites are on there. Be happy to help you with your game for some lessons. Leanne would be more than welcome to show you around the club and maybe possibility of joining the club. So if you got any questions about Canyon Farms, reach out to myself or Leanne. Be happy to help you.